At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. A warm up for the Evo. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Eves Pearson, now a part of the Eastern Family Podcast. And we've got a tremendous podcast for you. As in the second segment, one of our good friends, Terrence Oglesby, he does a great job over there at the Field of 68. Many of you guys may recall the great work that he wound up doing as a player while he was over at Clemson. Well, now he's doing an absolutely tremendous job as an analyst taking a look at the game of college basketball. He is going to be joining me in the second segment. We're going to be taking a look at some of the fallout that we wound up seeing with North Carolina A&T. The fact that they wound up canning their coach, Will Jones, just a few days ago. Typically, you don't wind up seeing a coaching change in mid-August, but we're also going to be talking about teams that they are playing a little bit of a different style as opposed to a lot of other teams in the conference because we're seeing that a little bit with Bethune-Cookman and the fact that Zion Harmon is going to be coming into the fold. I'll get his thoughts on Bethune-Cookman as a whole. We're also going to be getting his thoughts on these teams that they're sort of zagging while everyone else is zigging to put it into a little bit of a more broad term. So we're going to be talking to Terrence about that in the second segment. Then in the final segment, we did wind up seeing a little bit of player movement, including a European prospect deciding that he is going to be going to the Pac-12. So going to give you guys the news and notes of college basketball from Sunday. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at at underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters you they mean does not matter. As per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way, it is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via the five star review. Really did not wind up getting in any Twitter questions today, but had a supreme conversation with our good friend Terrence Oglesby. Always delivers on this podcast. And you're going to be hearing that conversation with him next, right here on Coast Coast Soups with myself, Greg Spears, and now a part of the Decent Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C. 
and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Everybody can love you, Las Vegas. For Kiss Kiss Eats with myself, Craig Eats Peterson, now part of the Neeson Family Podcast, and it is always great to be joined by our guests as 
Terrence Oglesby does an absolutely terrific job of taking a look at the game of college basketball. Terrence is a man that when he was a player over there at Clemson, he was a terrific sharpshooter. Now he's just giving out sharp takes when it comes to the game of college basketball. He's over there at the field of 68. And on top of that, I know he does some great commentary when it comes to in-game broadcast as well. We saw him with the SOCON tournament a little bit towards the back half of last season. I know that he's going to be doing a lot this season as well. And to be able to follow Terrence on Twitter, that's at the letter T underscore. And then his last name, Oglesby, O-G-L-E-S-B-Y. And then the number 22. And Terrence, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Well, Greg, thank you so much for having me. It's good to talk a little basketball. I'm actually doing daddy duty right now. My wife is out west riding horses and uh, doing something for herself along with some of her friends. And now I'm just barely hanging on. And she just left today. It's going to be a long week. But I'm happy to talk basketball. Thank you for having me as always. Trying to get a little sleep. I know you don't sleep, but I need at least uh, six hours in order to function. But we're talking hoop. And when we talk hoop, that's always a good thing. Terrence, you're much like some of those guys in the NCAA tournament. There's someone in a little bit of foul trouble. We need to get a few minutes <laughs> off the bench, and Terrence is providing them doing that around the household. And then when it comes to him on this podcast, he clearly is one of those aces that's able to take over a game and be able to take it to the hole. And Terrence, when it comes to what we're going to be seeing this upcoming season in college basketball, we want to see very a very intriguing ordeal over the past week or so. North Carolina a they decided to move on to Will Jones, and it just feels like a program in general that hasn't had a lot of, shall we say, stability because the way that Will Jones wanted taking over the role is that he was the interim coach while they were still in the MEAC during the 2019-20 season. Led them to, I believe it was the best record in the MEAC during the regular season. They give him the full-time role. It's been a little bit touch-and-go the last two years for North Carolina a affected by the fact that a lot of the teams in the MEAC during that 2020-21 season, they wound up opting out due to COVID. Last season, they wind up playing in the Big South. Now they move to the CAA, so they're on literally conference number three in three years. They make this coaching change in the middle of August for reasons that, as of right now, we don't know, but it just feels like a program in massive dysfunction. And I have to wonder if we're going to see a lot of defections of guys winding up to saying that they don't want to play for the program. Well, one would assume that they would. The, the crazy part about this whole situation is, as you said, changing conferences and that sort of thing. Will Jones has done a nice job, 21-5 and five in the past two seasons in conference play, not this past year. This past year was a little bit rougher of a sled, if you will. Ended up going 6-10, and 10, so it was a little bit of a going downhill. But prior to that, he's been doing a good job. They've been recruiting at a pretty good level for where they're at. It's a mystery as to why that not only – they get rid of him, but why they would do it so late, which makes you think there's something else going on behind the scenes that we're not aware about that potentially could come out later. But that being said, Will Jones, up until that point, had done a fairly good job at A&T. Yep, and Will Jones is someone that has joined this podcast as well. And, I mean, I was very taken aback when this wound up happening as well because he always spoke so glowingly about North Carolina A&T. If you take a look at his Twitter page, he was still just days before he wound up getting fired, still tweeting about how he, how he was very excited for the upcoming season, trying to get the fan base all hyped up and something like that. So I have to believe that he was blindsided by this as well. And when it comes to just a little bit of a player's perspective, I don't think that you ever wound up having to go through anything quite like this. But I have to think that if you're a guy in the locker room and they are privy to pretty much the same information as us, we don't know what information they wind up having. But if it's something similar, even if this wound up being a case in which they do like 
a week or two in advance. Finding out, out about a coaching change in August and a guy that you want to come to, this just feels like a recipe for disaster. It's not fair to the players. I think that's a big part of it. They go to the school. Let's not be naive to this. Kids commit to schools in order to play for coaches. When they don't get to play for that coach, it's not fair to that kid, especially when they can't make a decision going into the fall semester. That's going to be difficult on a lot of those guys to kind of wrap their heads around. I feel bad for the players in the situation. Obviously, more is going to come out about the reasoning why it did occur, but the player you're kind of handcuffed to the situation you're in. And not only that, they lost an assistant coach earlier in the summer as well, and there has yet to be a replacement that way. With them going to a conference like the CAA, that's going to be tough especially when you have a bunch of players that aren't fully on board because they don't feel like the administration's on board. So they all need to come together and figure that out from a school perspective in order to get their program going, especially moving into a tough conference like they are. Absolutely. And I mean, there could be outrage about a guy like Will Jones, who has had some success at North Carolina A&T if he winds up getting fired in late March, early April, even very, very early May. But when it happens in August, pretty much everyone has been picked over in terms of the transfer portal and just trying to be able to get into school from an academic perspective. It's really hard to do this time of year because classes are getting started up very, very soon if they haven't already for a lot of these colleges. So it's just a very befuddling situation. I think that word locks up there. And when you wind up making your third conference move in three years as well, just feels like something that is going to be very strange for them moving forward. As Sharon Soglesby does a great job over there at the Field of 68, is joining me on the podcast. And speaking of which, we are seeing some of these guys that are sort of like the last holdovers in terms of transferring the transfer portal. They are committed to schools because mentioned it, first semester of classes getting started very, very soon for a lot of these schools. And we did want to see an intriguing name come off the board. Keontae Johnson, over the weekend, he decided that he was going to be going to Kansas State, a former SEC Player of the Year in the preseason. Last full season, we wound up seeing Keontae Johnson. He was averaging 14 points, seven boards, shooting 38% for three as a six foot five, little bit of a do-it-all player. What do you expect out of him? Because the last time we really saw him play minutes out there on the court, he wound up having that just sad collapse that we wound up seeing against Florida State. You never want to see that for any gentleman. But with that said, with Keontae Johnson, when he was at his full force, very much a difference maker for Florida. But I take a look at him coming over to Kansas State now, and I feel like this is sort of a high ceiling and very low floor sort of ordeal because he's just been out of the game for so long. Yeah, I think that's a big point. And like you said, he was preseason player of the year in the Southeastern Conference. This guy can really play. You said he's 6'5". It's not only that he's 6'5". He's a big 6'5". You're looking at a guy that's about 220, 230 on a good day. He's big. He's physical. He can play some small ball four for you. He's that kind of talent. Now, here's the kicker, the crazy part about the whole thing. If he plays more than 10 games at Kansas State, it cancels out his $5 million insurance policy that he received through the University of Florida by coming back and playing that that season that he did have that heart incident. That's a big deal because he must feel really confident that he can come back and make some serious coin coming back and playing. And look, I understand you love the game. You want to get back and play. You miss it. You can't get cleared. You want to go out and prove to people. But at the same time, you need to make sure that all the necessary precautions are being taken. However, Jerome Tang at Kansas State, he's dealt with players who have had heart issues before. If you look back, Jared Butler played a floor, uh, was going to go to Alabama, couldn't get cleared, goes to Baylor, gets cleared, has a great career, ends up in the NBA. And that is something to look at moving forward. He's dealt with something like that. You want to push these guys as far as you can push them. However, during the preseason especially, you have to be especially careful 
with guys like him because of those heart. I'm not going to say heart defects because he's he's been cleared, but because of those precautions that you need to take, that's a slippery slope. So for somebody as talented as he is, I agree with you, Greg, what you said, a high upside signing. Kansas State was able to get 13 scholarship players, which is a minor miracle in and of itself. But for him to come in there, if he's able to play a full season at full health, you're still looking at probably it's going to take him five or ten games to kind of get reacclimated to to college basketball. Even so, you're looking at a guy that's probably a top two or three player in the Big 12 Conference. He is that type of talent. If he's able to put it all together and stay healthy, he is going to be a dangerous weapon in Manhattan, Kansas. And you mentioned the heart defects that has been dealt with by Jerome Tang. Isaiah Austin also played under him. They really didn't know about his heart defects until he wound up going to the NBA draft, but he has never been able to play in the NBA as a result of it. He's been tearing it up in places such as China, overseas. You're able to go down the list, but they've never allowed him in the NBA because of what they wanted discovering at the NBA draft combine. So that is something that I think is intriguing as well as joining me on the podcast. We do have Terrence Oglesby and what are reasonable expectations for Kansas state now that we do know the roster because they're bringing in a lot of guys that they are sort of misfit parts that come over from the sec because we mentioned Keontae Johnson. They also bring over a guy in Desi sales, Abiyama Iola. He was someone that was at Hofstra last season. I know that he spent a little bit of time at Arkansas as well. So you're able to go down the line. And with Kansas State, I think the only thing that you could really knock them for is that they play in a Big 12, but which everyone is a juggernaut in that conference. So I could see Kansas State actually having a whole bunch of talent, but still not being able to make too much of a dent in the conference because night in and night out, they just wind up having a murderous row schedule. Like you said, it is murderous row. The Big 12 has been the best conference in the country, I would say, the past two seasons. And it's just because every night is a war. But I like some of their pieces that they've put together. Tyke Green, over 14 points a game at Stony Brook. Desi Sills has been a good player. Couldn't really get going when he was at Arkansas. Transfers back to Arkansas State. Has another good season. Look for him to really try to make a splash. Ismail Massoud is a really nice player. Kid transferred, I believe, from Wake Forest. He's a Harlem, New York kid, about 6'9", moves well, shoots the ball pretty well. This Kansas State team, if nothing else, they're going to be able to space out the floor with Keontae Johnson in the fold. I'm telling you, it gives you a go-to weapon, and you have shooters around him. So I'm not completely down on it. It's going to be tough for them to get going in a conference like the Big 12, but don't be surprised if you see them with an upset or two going into year one with Jerome Tang. Plus, he's going to start bringing in some freshmen, too. I'm interested to see because the guy can really recruit. Is he going to be able to bring the same level of success as some other some other coaches have had in the past? Bob Huggins, Frank Martin, they've both done really good jobs there. It can be done. They have an excellent fan base. They have facilities there. It can be done at Kansas State. How long is it going to take for Jerome Tang to get it done at Kansas State is the question. Now they got a very fortunate road to get there, but I mean, just in 2018, they wound up making an Elite Eight as well. It helps when you wind up facing a 16 seed in the round of 32 to be able to get there, but still... We have seen quite a bit of success for Kansas State, so it should be very interesting to see what happens there as Terrence Oglesby does a great job over there at the field of 68. He's joining me on the podcast. And then the other thing that we did wind up seeing as well, a former top 100 recruit 
decided that he was going to be going down to a little bit of a lower level in that Zion Harmon is decided that he's going to be playing for Bethune-Cookman. Did not wind up seeing the floor at all last season after committing to Western Kentucky. From everything I heard, he wound up having some health issues. There was apparently some complications with COVID. You're able to go down the line as to what wound up happening there. But I mean, this is a big gift for a Bethune-Cookman program that Huge. I feel like they wound up showing some signs of life last season because keep in mind, they opted out of the 2020-21 season. They had a relatively late coaching change last offseason with deciding to go with Reggie Theus instead of the interim coaching staff that was there as they wound up losing Coach Ritter over to UT Martin. And I do think that there's upside for UT Martin as a little bit of a sidebar as well for this upcoming season. I think that he's going to do a solid job over there. But I take a look at this Bethune-Cookman program, one that, recall what it is, hasn't necessarily been a juggernaut out there on the college basketball scale. And if Zion Harmon is able to live up to the billing, this could be a program that they wind up being able to take over a swag <laughs> that year in and year out, typically the team that winds up making the NCAA tournament is a 16 seed. And this is sort of the excitement that a conference like the SWAC that doesn't have a lot of high-level guards needs to be able to gain a little bit of national recognition as well. Yeah, I mean, that has a lot to do with it. When you when you hire a guy like Reggie, the- Reggie Theus with obvious pedigree, I think it's going to be interesting, and that's going to help with recruiting. And Zion Harmon can play. First time I saw that kid play was that he was playing for Boo Williams, Boo Williams as a 15-year-old on their 17 and under, which is their senior to B team, and he was dominating everything on the floor. Now, the fact that he didn't play last year is unfortunate because he is a good player. Western Kentucky didn't get to see everything that he could do. When he gets to Bethune-Cookman, that ball is going to be in his hands the entire game. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because that's how he's used to playing. Not to mention, same position that Reggie Theus played in the pros as well. So I think it's going to be a really interesting thing going forward. Zion Harmon can play. It's a great pickup. He's going to be the best player in the SWAT conference from day one because he can control the tempo. He can score at a high level. Even though he's on the smaller side, he's still strong in his body. He's going to be able to hold people off. I'm interested to see how it goes. He's a name to keep an eye on for these 23, 24, 25-point-a-game guys. He has that kind of potential playing in that conference. And I just take a look at the SWAC in general as well because typically with the SWAC, the team that winds up winning the conference, typically it's a little bit more defense-oriented. Prairie View A&M, they do a great job of being able to force a bunch of turnovers. Texas Southern, you're in and you're out. They're a better team on the glass if they just shoot no threes whatsoever. And it feels like Bethune-Cookman is trying to sort of zag while everyone else is zigging, for lack of a better term, because with Bethune-Cookman last season, they were a team that they did not wind up taking too many threes at all. As a matter of fact, among your 358 D1 teams, they were 356 in terms of threes attempted on a per-game basis, but they returned someone in Joe French, who's a 6 foot 5 combo player. He was a great three-point shooter. Marcus Garrett is someone that wound up averaging 13.5 points per game. I believe that K.J. Davis is now out of eligibility, but you take a look at this roster that Bethune-Cookman has been able to put together, and I feel like they've got a backcourt that is really able to be second to none out there in the SWAC. Now, when it comes to the rebounding, that's going to be a little bit of a work in progress for them, in my opinion, but I do think that Bethune-Cookman trying to take a little bit of a different approach to everyone else out there in the SWAC, it's a good idea for them, and one that I think could wind up yielding quite a bit of success. Yeah, I mean, they're going small. If you look at the rosters, uh, Marcus Garrett, 6'1", Kevin Davis, 6'5", 6'5", 6'4". It's a bunch of guys that don't have that type of size, so what are they going to try to do? They're going to try to beat you up and down the floor. Who better to have at that point guard position than Zion Harmon? It's going to pay huge dividends. Now, obviously, you got to have to take care of the boards. In their conference, they were towards the bottom and rebounding. I mean, that goes without saying because of their lack of size. That being said, the SWAC isn't a huge league, but you still got to do your due diligence on the boards, obviously. But they're going to look to control the tempo. They're going to look to get up, push
push it. They're going to put their ball in their best playmaker's hands. Zion Harmon is a really good playmaker at whatever level he was going to be able to play. And now he's going to be playing in that league, and he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. He's going to have shooters around him. It's going to be interesting to see how Bethune-Cookman picks up that pace in year two of the Theos era. And I always do think that it is interesting to take a look at these teams that they wind up going with a little bit of a different style as well. By the way, for Bethune-Cookman, they also bring in Derek Carter-Hollinger, who is a nice little bit of a combo player from Montana. I think that he's going to come in and is actually going to be able to make some good contributions as well. But I always do think that some of the most interesting teams in college basketball is that there's a set style when it comes to a conference, and they try to be a little bit of mold breakers. We don't necessarily see that too much in the Big Ten, but I would love to see how a team that is very small but very good in terms of their backcourt will wind up faring in the Big Ten. I guess you could consider Iowa a little bit more of an outlier because while a bunch of teams, they wind up playing slow, they wind up playing very fast. But I always do think that it is intriguing that while you wind up having a bunch of teams play very, very slow or the vice versa, a bunch of teams like, say, in the Ryzen League, that typically it's a very fast conference, you wind up seeing a team wind up deciding, we are going to put our flag down, we are going to play our own style, and we are going to try to make you adjust to us. These are some of the most interesting teams because it feels like it either works out very, very well or it doesn't wind up working out at all, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of in-between with these teams. Well, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because I had this conversation with Greg Paulus, the head coach at Niagara, the other day, and we were talking about our playing days when he was at Duke and I was at Clemson and how Clemson style under Oliver Purnell, the guy that I played for, we pressed one two one one press the entire game. We never let up for 40 minutes, no matter if we were down 20, up 20, tied, 30 seconds left, it didn't matter. That was what we were going to do. We were going to die on that hill. We were playing that style. You were going to have to adjust to us. I remember a lot of teams, I go back and I work for Brad Brownell. There's a lot of scout work. We used to scout other teams' press breaks just to kind of mix up. This is who we are. We're going to make you work the entire 94 feet. And then when you get past half court, there's not going to be that many seconds left on the shot clock anyway. So we're going to be able to guard one or two simple actions and it's going to be over. And then you look at other teams, like you said, that like to get up and down and say a Big Ten conference. It makes it different. It, you, you go into that game knowing you're in for a battle of a different sort compared to the rest of your league. And that's what makes it interesting. And whether it be Bethune-Cookman, Clemson in 2009, or you know whichever team up in the Big Ten you were just talking about, it makes it special. And it makes it difficult to play against that for a one-game swing. And that's also the kind of teams that couldn't make things happen in the NCAA tournament that are so different compared to what teams are playing throughout their regular season. Yep, it does wind up making college basketball so great as well because you do wind up having a 30-second shot clock instead of a 24. And I do think that that allows for a lot more creativity teams be a little bit more unique with their style as well. And I think that that's part of what makes college basketball so much fun. And what makes college basketball so much fun is talking to gentlemen like you, Terrence. You're an absolute wizard when it comes to being able to take a look at the game of basketball. You did a great job in your playing days. Now you're doing an amazing job of taking a look at the game that we all love. Let the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. I'm working right now on previews, getting getting through the Big East as we speak, Greg. I'm going to be putting out previews starting October 1. Looking forward to the season. We're getting closer and closer. Best time of the year starts in November, ends at the beginning of April. We're getting closer. 
and I'm loving every second of it. Thank you so much for having me on, Greg. Terrence, one of the hardest workers that you're going to find in the college basketball realm, doing an amazing job, taking a look at the game that we love, and he joins me quite a bit on this podcast, and every single time he does, he lends such great insights, much like he did today. A big thanks to Terrence for joining me right here on Coast Coast Hoops, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. Coming up next, it is that time of the podcast. to give you a little bit of a recap as to the news and also we wind up seeing in college basketball on Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back here in Love Las Vegas for Ghost of Ghost with myself, Greg Eve Spears, and now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. When doesn't our good friend Terrence Oglesby deliver on this podcast? He does amazing work over there at the Field of 68. Someone who played the game of college basketball at a very high level. Now he's doing a great job of being able to take a look at the game of college basketball at a very high level. Always great to get him aboard. Big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast that we take a look at everything that we wound up seeing in college basketball on Sunday. And we did wind up seeing quite a few moves as I'm noticing that now it is becoming closer and closer to when guys need to wind up having things all in line for getting into a specific school. Classes are going to be getting started relatively soon. So we're seeing a little bit of more movement, and we did wind up seeing quite a bit with Washington. One of the unintended consequences is the fact that you did wind up seeing Dominique Penn from Washington wind up going to Seattle, and a big reason why this wound up happening is because they are going to be bringing in a French prospect. Washington is in Kamani Huensu. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly, but he is a six foot six, a little bit of a combo guard. Huensinu, he wound up averaging 10 points, six boards, and a block per contest at the FIBA under 18 European Championship, according to Jonathan Gavoni. So he's someone that he's able to play relatively solidly. He's able to guard multiple positions. This is big for a Washington program that they wound up doing an okay job in conference last season. I don't necessarily read too much into that because call it what it is, the bottom of the Pac-12 teams like Cal, Oregon State, and company. There were wins to be had for someone, and one of those teams will end up having to claim a few of those wins, but I do take a look at the outlook for Washington. I do feel like they probably should have made a little bit of a coaching change, but being able to have this win in terms of the recruiting process, that is going to be able to help them out, and then Keon Brooks going into the program. He was very solid at Kentucky, never necessarily a great three-point shooter, but there's some upside if you can have Fronick Kepning as well do a solid job down low, so Washington could be one of those teams that they are able to rise up in terms of of the Pac-12, so I do think that this is a very good move for them, and one that I think they really needed for the backcourt as well, as that was something that was a little bit lacking when it comes to Husinu from everything I've seen, not necessarily the world's greatest three-point shooter, so might wind up leaving a little bit of something to be desired there, but certainly is get out about a program that I did think that they needed a little bit more of a wing presence, and they are going to be able to get there. Dominique Penn, who I mentioned a little bit earlier from Washington, he wound up entering into the transfer portal, and He's decided that he is going to be going to Seattle. 
Seattle is a program that they wound up losing quite a bit in the offseason, and Penn should be able to help out this program a little bit. Not a guy that wound up going out there and doing anything spectacular. He wound up seeing action in just six games a season ago, but when it comes to what you wound up seeing with Seattle over the offseason, the fact that they did wind up losing much of that backcourt that is very big as San Diego State. They wound up getting one of the best prospects in the transfer portal as they wound up losing in the offseason, Darian Trammell to San Diego State. On top of that, they did wind up losing a guy that I liked as well in Kyrie Brown, who I wound up thinking had some upside. He wound up going to New Hampshire a little bit of a do-it-all sort of guy that was able to dish out a few assists. So Seattle probably going to be taking a little bit of a step back from what we wound up seeing last season out there on the whack, but they do wind up getting a nice piece. We have also seen quite a few guys from the D2 level step up to the D1 level this offseason. And Joy Khan, who was playing at Delta State last season, he is the latest of them. He did not wind up seeing any action when it came to Delta State last season. But someone that it appears as though had a little bit of upside, 6'4", gentlemen. We shall see what winds up happening with him because he did wind up redshirting last season. It does wind up making things very, very curious as to what you're going to be able to get out of our good friend Mr. Khan. But he has decided that he is going to be heading over to Coastal Carolina. And then you did wind up seeing Sean Williams. He last season was playing at Cal State Bakersfield. He is going to be heading to UIC, a.k.a. Illinois Chicago, an Illinois Chicago team that if you want to be hearing my Missouri Valley Conference preview from about a week and a half ago with our good friend Kevin Sweeney of Sports Illustrated, I did not wind up having them too high on my list. If he can get back to his 2020-21 form, this is actually going to be really good for UIC, though. He wound up averaging 9 points, 3 assists, 2.5 rebounds per game, and shot 38% from 3 for a UIC program that they don't have a lot of 3-point shooting that is going to be returning. He is someone that stands right around six foot three, so not going to be like a supreme rebounder last season. He did wind up seeing his numbers fall down quite a bit to more like 6 points, right around 2 assists per contest. Was able to chip in there a CO per game, but wound up getting injured mid-season, did not wind up playing after mid-January, so we shall see if he's able to elevate this UIC program, and hopefully I'm able to elevate you guys this upcoming college basketball season. That is the goal on this podcast. Bets are won during the regular season and in the NCAA tournament. They're done through great prep time and being prepared for what we are all going to be getting this season. So if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, go to you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able for this in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters CM. They mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline any other way. It is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. Airable Fire, whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five star review. Big thanks once again to our good friend Terrence Oglesby for joining me in the second segment. I'll be coming at you guys every single day throughout the college basketball season on this podcast and during the offseason. I'll be delivering news and notes of college basketball before we wind up getting in season and I'm able to give you guys picks and analysis on every single game every single day. So I will chat at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.